Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. named Izzy opened things up with Adona Silichot the very popular it's a take on the very popular uh, Silichot of the Sephardic community which have really become part of uh, the national lore, the national um, playlist if you will in Israel 
Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome to this week's edition of The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We are here every Monday immediately following JM and DAM on the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, maybe not every Monday. The next two Mondays, we're going to be celebrating the holiday of Sukkot. So we'll be back after that. But usually, every Monday, immediately following JM and DAM, 9 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Israel time, around the world, whatever time it is, that's the time we're on. But don't worry, you don't really need to know exactly what time we are on, because you can listen to our show on demand, whenever you want, whenever you like. Just boom. I want to listen to the Israel show now. You have that craving, like people all over the world. <laughs> You go to the Nachum Siegel Network app, go to the archives, listen to all the great programming, and you can also listen to any edition of The Israel Show that you like. There are many there. We are quickly making our way to our seventh anniversary, which will be sometime in November. You have a lot to choose from. And you can also go to the Nachum Siegel Network website, nachumsiegel.com, or you can subscribe as a podcast. Now, I'm telling you all this, and you're listening to the show, so you probably know it. So here's what you got to do. Please tell all your friends, neighbors, cousins, relatives, <laughs> who you who think will be interested in the Israel show. Tell them about it. We'd love to have them aboard. You can... Uh, Put it out on your Facebook page because we have a Facebook page and you can tell them to link to it. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. So much, so much. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. One long word. So much, so much. And thank you and thank you all so much for tuning in and making us, uh, making us a part of your week and making uh, The Israel Show a very popular uh, broadcast on the Nachum Siegel Network amongst many we are uh, going to debut, well, actually, Nachum began debuting it already, a little earlier on Jamie and the AM. This is a song that was written by and performed by a large group of Israeli singers, composers, etc., who get together once a week and study Torah from a uh, booklet called the Tain Chalkeinu, pretty well known in Israel. These are, and I put this in quotes, both religious, quote-unquote, and secular, quote-unquote. Because I don't know where the line ends and starts anymore. Where you have um, people who claim they're secular and um, get together once a week with people that are Hasidish, Breslov, Kippastruga, whatever, to study Torah and get together and uh, compose a song. So this is called Matchilim Mechadash. It's about, obviously, about um, making a new start, as we as we like to do and want to do it, uh, the new year. Ve'achshav Matchilim et hakol mechadash. Iyefshar lahavsik. And we ask God, in the words here, Ve'et ha'or shelcha alayti ten, please shine your light upon me. And help me, um, help me aim, so to speak, my thoughts into the, in the right place. Even if sometimes I feel like I don't have a voice, 
מודה לך על כל, על הכל לבד, אני לא יכול, I thank you God for everything, I can't do anything alone, and continues on from there. So um, we post links to the videos, we have a link to the YouTube video of this song where the words appear in, in their entirety, you can listen to it whenever you want, we post that on our Facebook page every week. And uh, here we go, debuting Proyekt V'Tein Cholkeinu, it's called Matchilim Mechadash. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank <laughs> you. 
מתחילים מחדש, we start anew. Um, and um, as I mentioned, this is a uh, com- composition that is uh, put together and sung by a large group of uh, Israeli singers and um, composers who get together once a week and study from a book called the Ten Chalkeinu, which brings daily studies from the different parts of um, different parts of uh, of Judaism, Gemara and Torah and so forth, uh, uh, Gemara and Tanakh, I guess, and so forth. Um, the proceeds are going to charity. Here are some of the names, some of the names, there are more. Here are some of the names you might recognize. David Daor, Harel Scott, Ishai Ribo, Mauro Edry, Moshe Peretz, Natan Goshen, Eden Chasson, Eden Meiri, Kobe Aflalo, Kobe Peretz, Rami Kleinstein, Shlomi Shabbat, It's a pretty eclectic group, and uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. So we thank everybody who was involved in that. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We, um, we have been um, saying a very short and very old little piyut during Rosh Hashanah. We repeated it six times. After shofar blowing, each one of the shofar blowings during Chazarat Hashatz, the repetition of the um, of the Shmona Yisrei, Hayom Harat Olam, Hayom Yamid Bamishpat Kol Yitzrayel. This is the day that God is judging all the all the um, those who have been born, all those who exist in the world, and so forth. It's very ancient, and one of the ways we know that, I, I tried to find out who wrote it. If any of our listeners know, you can comment on the app. Um, I I um, was curious to know who wrote it, and I couldn't find the source for it, but it goes back a long way, and it said, both by Ashkenazim and Svaradim, not common in the Piyut world. And so what does Harat Olam mean? And the simplest understanding, and I was talking to Nachum before the show on the air, and he said, I thought it means today the world was born. And that is the simple meaning in the piyut of Hayom Harat Olam, this phrase. But let's try and find the source of these words, Harat Olam. So, First of all, I, I do want to thank a very good friend, Rabbi Benji Kramer uh, of Yeshiva Flatbush, who got me started with this, and uh, together we studied and learned and asked and answered and came up with, uh, with this. Hara, hey, reish, hey, means pregnant. So you have um, words that come from that. Vatahar vateled Sarah la Avraham ben Lizgunav. We read on Rosh Hashanah. Vatahar from Hara. She became pregnant. Or uh, in a more right there, Hara. Vayomer la Malach Hashem, the Malach. The messenger of God comes to Hagar, who was thrown out of Sarai's house, and says to her, Hinach hara 
violated ben hara you will become pregnant or you are pregnant in this case and you will have a son we have it in mishpatim if two people are fighting and they end up hitting a woman who is hara, who is pregnant, and the, the children come out of her pregnancy, um, comes um, the pregnancy ends because the children come out as a result of the fight that uh, she gets um, pulled into. So, it makes sense to say Hayom Harat Olam today, pregnant, giving birth. It it is connected. So Hayom Harat Olam. This is the day that the world was born. But we find in one place in all of Tanakh that exact phrase, the two words Haran Olam used in that it, together, just like that and so one is assume, one must assume that the author of this piyut is coming from there, meaning as all the authors of the piyut Tim Tanakh, like by heart and used phrases from Tanakh all the time clearly he used this phrase. Now, where does it appear? And what's the context? And this is where the shock, the shock and awe begins. So, it appears in Yirmiyahu, in the 20th parak. There's a whole section where Yirmiyahu is just devastated. He is so depressed. He is so upset. He's so at uh, at the end of his wits you you may remember that Yirmiyahu is the prophet of doom he's walking around Yerushalayim and saying listen to me I'm giving you the prophecy of God Yerushalayim is going to be destroyed unless you repent the Beit HaMikdash is going to be destroyed unless you repent you're not doing good and everybody hates him because who wants to hear that, right? You want to hear somebody saying, "Oh, you're all good. You're all tzaddikim. Everything's great." The Beit Hamikdash is here. God will never allow His Beit Hamikdash to be destroyed. But Yirmiyahu kept saying the opposite. So the king and the other leaders didn't want to hear that. They threw him in prison in a in a pit, and his whole life was one of despair really he 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 didn't want to be there he he was angry at god why did you get me into this job it's not good to be a jewish leader ask moses ask your meow so there's a, a there's a a place in your meow in parakhaf as i mentioned where he goes on this rant so to speak about how he wishes he were never born. It would have been better. Everything would have been better had he not been born. Because look at the horrific life he's going through. Cursed is the day that I was born, the day that my mother bore me. Let not that day be blessed. Cursed is the man who 
who proclaimed to my father the news, a baby is born to you, and gave him joy, he should be cursed. <laughs> Let that man who brought the good news to my father, this is how far he goes, Yirmiyahu, let, he be, let him become like the cities of Sodom and Amorah that Asher Hafach Hashem that God overthrew without relenting. And here is the Pasuk, it's Pasuk Yudzayan. So he's saying, Asher lo motetani meirechem. He's angry and he's upset because whether it's God or somebody else, didn't kill me before birth. Lo motetani from Mavet meirechem. Rechem is the womb. That's where the word we have Rachmanut comes from that, right? If you bear a baby in your womb, you have Rachmanut. Vatehili imi kivri, I wish, I wish that I was never born, and in, in that case, my mother would have been my grave. Vatehili imi, my mother, kivri, my grave. Verachama, and her womb, harat olam. Okay, now we're stuck. Now we really don't get it. Harat Olam means the birth of the world. And here, at the end of this caustic and angry diatribe, if you will, of, of Yirmiyahu against God, he says that he wishes that he would have never come out of his mother's womb, that his mother's womb would be his grave, Virachama, her womb, Harat Olam. So Harat is pregnant, but what does Olam have to do with it? That's the question. And we're going to give you the answer. But first, we're going to do a musical break. This is called a tease. <laughs> Yoni Gennett, one of my favorite Yamim Noraim songs. The piyut at the Bnei Dot Hamizrach say lechai li tishukati. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. ואהבתי לך ליבי וחיליותיי לך רוחי ונשמתי לך ידיי לך רגליי Thank you. 
My God, I love that song. Yoni Genut Lacha Eli Teshukati. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. So we're trying to understand how Hayom Harat Olam, which appears in Tanakh in a very negative connotation, a negative meaning, that I wish my mother would have been pregnant with me and I would have never come out of the womb, how that becomes the birthday of the world, which is a very positive connotation. And the answer is the meaning of the word olam. And, and the meaning changes over time. In Tanakh, the original most basic meaning of olam has nothing to do with the world. It isn't even something physical. It, is, it, it doesn't relate to place. It relates to time. Olam in Tanakh is a very long time, or a really very long time, which means forever. Okay? It could be forever in the future or forever in the past. For example, here's forever in the future. V'shamru v'nei Yisrael tashabat, la'asot tashabat l'dorotam, berit olam. And we have berit olam appearing many places. A covenant, an olam covenant, a covenant forever. In Parshat Hazinu, coming up, we read Zechor Yemot Olam. Remember all the days of history, forever ago. Zechor Yemot Olam. So here, Olam means 
forever, but in the past. And you have many, many, many examples. So in Tanakh, we don't have the word olam, meaning the world. And so, when your Miyahu is saying, I wish that I would be in my mother's womb, that my mother would be harat olam, it means, I wish I was never born. I wish she would have been pregnant forever. Virachma harat olam. And as such, I'm not born, which is the whole point of his, of his speech, of his lament. We've said many times that there are different words that Chazal use and that the Torah uses. And sometimes Chazal take a word that's used a certain way in Torah and use it differently. And this is one of those examples. Olam in Chazal usually means, they added this meaning to the word Olam. It still means forever, but it also means the universe. Ribono shel Olam, master of the universe. Or Ribono de Kule Alma. Right? Al shloshad varim ha'olam omeid. Mankind exists. So olam is the earth, the world, the universe, mankind. But you get the idea. Olam haba, olam hazeh. That's in an abstract form. But in Chazal, olam means means the physical world, the physical place, if you will. And so the Paitan, the poet who brought us Hayom Harat Olam, takes that Harat Olam and uses it differently. Takes it from a place of a lamentation of Yirmiyahu and puts it into a positive, forward-looking song about the creation of the world and being in the hands of God's judgment. I found that fascinating. And I didn't know it until until Rabbi Kramer, Rabbi Benji Kramer brought it up and we started looking into it more and more and found uh, all these uh, all these um, sources. Wrapping up, Olam in Tanakh means a very long time or forever. Chazal added another meaning, Olam, and that's the way we usually use it today in vernacular. Olam means the world. Brand new music coming up now, Bain Kodesh Lechol, another collaboration between quote-unquote religious, quote-unquote secular, Shuli Rand and Amir Dadon, Ben Kodesh Lechol, beautiful new music. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
בין קודש לחול אני חי עם האמת שמשתוללת בי, עם אלף הרגלים, עם כל צלקת שעל פניי. אני יוצא שוב לפזר את המילים, בין המציאות לשיגעון, הכל חוזר אליי, שם במקום ממנו באתי אין שלום. והמסע הזה כבד וקצת גדול עליי, אני צריך... לגדול מזה ודי, לגדול מזה ודי. בין האמת שמשתוללת בי עם אלף הרגלים, עם כל הפחד שעל כתפיי. אני יוצא שוב לפזר את המילים, בין המציאות לשיגעון הכל חוזר אליי, שם במקום ממנו באתי אין שלום, והמסע הזה כבד וקצת גדול עליי, אני צריך... אמיר דדון ושולי רנד, בן קודש לכל ברנד ניו מיוזיק כאן בישראל שלום, אני נמצא מאיר ויינגרט, ואתם נמצאים לנחום סיגל נטוורק. זו הפעם הראשונה שהם נכנסים לגבי לפרדוס משהו, ואני מקווה שהם יעשו את זה עוד פעם, כי זה פשוט Prime Minister Netanyahu warned of a security crisis that is so great, that's so bad, it's reminiscent of the Yom Kippur War. Now, you know, lately Netanyahu has been doing this kind of, uh, oh no, the world is coming to an end, you got to vote for Likud. <laughs> He's been doing that over and over again. And I think people, it's... it's it, the boy who cried wolf it's like 
there's going to be a wolf and, and nobody believes him. So the question is, was this some political thing to get, to force the other side to go into a coalition of unity government with him? Because we, we're facing a disaster. Or is it true? Journalist Boaz Haetzni, part of the large and very articulate Haetzni family, wrote an article in which he conveys what he thinks, and many others agree, that the issue that he's talking about is war with Iran, meaning, in effect, Israel would be at war with Iran, with Hezbollah in the north, in Lebanon, and Hamas in the south in Gaza, both of which are satellites of Iran. And add to they, that, by the way, you add them up, that adds up to some 200,000 rockets and missiles aimed at Israel. 200,000 rockets and missiles aimed at Israel. And that means you can forget about Iron Dome. There aren't enough Iron Dome batteries to cover the country. And the few that are available will be deployed around strategic facilities that need protection. Now, why does he concern why is he concerned about this? Meaning, why does he think this will happen? So it starts and ends with Iran. Iran is suffering bitterly from the tough US sanctions. Bitterly. The Iranians and we see it happening in front of our eyes, are trying to drag President Trump into a war before the 2020 elections because they believe, and probably correctly so, that that'll bring him down. They're doing this, how? By repeatedly attacking cargo ships in the waters near Iran. We know they attacked the British cargo ship, uh, oil tanker, and others. And most recently, and daringly, and shockingly, not not well covered in the media, they attacked Saudi Arabian oil fields. They deny it, but we know it. We know that Iran attacked Saudi Arabian oil fields. We don't understand the magnitude of what that means, and everybody's so busy in the media talking about uh, this phone call and that, that Trump spoke to this guy and impeachment and this and that, whatever you want to say about it. If Iran is going to start taking on the world, we have bigger troubles than, than what, unfortunately, our leadership is dealing with now, America's leadership. So Iran hopes that Trump is forced to react militarily. They'll keep provoking him. And if he reacts militarily, it'll ruin his chances for re-election. Now, add to that that the Democratic Party keep whispering in Iran's ear that when Trump loses the election, they, the Democrats, will abolish sanctions and continue Obama's policies. Trump is not getting dragged into a war. This is what Boaz Etsni says. And in the meantime, the sanctions are killing Iran. So Iran is playing for time until the elections to see if Trump gets elected or not. But in the meantime, they keep showing the world that they're not sitting idly by. And they're going to keep trying to pull the U.S. into war. And they'll keep doing that until and if President Trump wins re-election. So, there's a stalemate. And um, 
until the elections, it postpones any war. But it gives Iran time to complete their nuclear development. And theoretically, by the time U.S. elections end, Iran may already have a nuclear bomb. And so, we will find ourselves back in the situation of Vaivater Yaakov Levado. We stand alone as we have so many times in our history, and we will have to take care of the Iranian nukes ourselves. I understand, says Boaz Haetzni, this is what Netanyahu meant, and such a crisis situation needs a broad unity government continues, there is nothing like a war to create unity within people, within a nation. If there is anything that Netanyahu takes seriously and is known as around the world, it's the Iran nuclear threat. And in case, God forbid, this ever happens, he's the one, he's the one that you want at the helm. That is, excuse me, a very sobering thought. Off of Yishai Rebo's latest album, Halev Shali is one of the more popular songs in Israel. It's um, up there in the top 10 or 20 or whatever songs of the year voted by the Israeli public and we're going to play for you uh, an alternate version which is Yishai Rebo singing it with Omer Adam again Omer Adam categorizes himself as a quote-unquote secular person but he refuses to perform on Shabbat he says performance is my work and I don't work on Shabbat and he's turned down millions of shekels in monetary uh, compensation. He turned down appearing at the Eurovision, which have given him uh, tremendous coverage throughout Europe, and he's turned down every job that could be on Shabbat. Omar Adam and Yishai Rebo got together, and this is from um, a recording that was made as they were preparing for a uh, joint performance of the song Halev Sheli. But in Halev Shali, there is, uh, at the end actually, <clears throat> there is an allusion to a riddle. The Ibn Ezra, the commentator that appears on the pages of the Mikrod Gedolot, one of my favorite, I must admit. The Ibn Ezra wrote many riddles. And this is one of his riddles. I'm going to read it to you. Al-Hayam, that's the name of the riddle, at the, at the shore of the sea. Arba'am du al-Hayam, four stood at the sea. Tzor, Vitzir, Tzon, Vitzar. I can't translate those because that'll give away the meaning. Tzar hitzik litzon, Vitzon tsaak litzir, Vitzir chinein litzor, Litzur, Vitzur, Tsiva, Litzir, Tsei, Chalet, Tsoni, Meitzar. Tsur is God, Tsur Yisrael, Golo, and so forth. Tsir, 
His representative is Moshe Rabbeinu. Tzon are Bnei Yisrael, God's flock. And Tsar is the enemy, Ish Tsar Yev Haman Harazah. Tsar is Paro. So these four were at the sea. Tsar Vitzir, Tzon Vitzar. Tsar Hitzik Litzon. Paro was oppressing the Jewish people. Vitzon, Tsaak Litzir. The Jewish people cried out to Moshe. Vitzir, Chinein Litzur. And Moshe prayed, Vaet Chanan, Chinein Litzur, to God. Vitzur, Tsiva Litzir. And God gave Moshe a command. Say, go out, Chalet Tsoni, Meitzar, go and and save my flock from the enemy, right? God says um, to Moshe, go forward, right? Moshe says to the Tzon, Hashem yilachem lachem atem tachrishun. At the end of the song, v'yesho tzar shemitzik l'tzon, there's still an enemy that oppresses the Jewish people. V'ein tzir sheyitzak l'tzor, but we don't have Moshe to cry out to God. Rakani mul yam Shalem, just me in front of a huge ocean, Valev Shavor, and a broken heart. Halev Shali, Yishai Rebo composes, joined in this version by Omer Adam singing, My name is Mayor Weingarten, you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. הלב שלי נקרא לשניים מה שלא אתה שפחה למים כמו סופה מן הים עולם כמו טפה של מרים פועם ואין תרופה בעולם הלב שלי מרים ידיים כבר מועד לא עומד על הרגליים שבר כלי שאין בו כבר מה השמיים הם לי חומה
He's a genius. He is a genius. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Shon, the Nachum Siegel Network. We're wrapping up. We're going to end off with Yoni Genut, another one of his uh, songs. This is a brand new one. It was released just before Yamim Noraim, Misha Ana, Lavutenu Al Yamsuf, and so forth. From the Slichot, which we say throughout Elul, Rosh Hashanah, certainly made Tshuva, and we say throughout Yom Kippur as well. Yoni Genut will close out with that. Before we do so, well, a couple of things. One is I'm going to try and get this in. Try and find it on uh, any one of the Israeli news sources. This is an amazing thing. A huge, huge ancient city. They claim is about 5,000 years old, meaning before the Jews came into the land of Israel, was found near, in the center of Israel, near Harish. They're calling, they say it's so large, it probably had about 6,000 people, which is huge for that period of time. They're calling it the New York, <laughs> the New York of, uh, of, um, of the land of of the Bronze Age, that's what it's called, New York of the Bronze Age. It's going to be open. Cholamoy Sukkot. If you're in Israel, uh, look around for that. Um, we take this opportunity to wish one and all a gemar chatimah tova, a wonderful, healthy, 
happy new year we should all see good things thank you so much for listening thank you so much for your facebook likes and comments thanks to the staff of the nachum siegel network and my very special thanks as always to nachum siegel coming up on the nachum siegel network yoni pollock is live from houston with after further review covering the latest in the world of sports and then jake novick with a rapid fire a rapid fire edition of Novik now covering the latest Israeli election news, why Bernie Sanders needs to thank Israel, the Hong Kong protests, the NBA, and what's really going on in Iraq. And then after Novik now, the great Monday music marathon. Until Monday after Sukkot, we're off for two weeks, three weeks from now. Immediately following JM in the AM. This is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Now